0: I'm Jason
1: and I'm Sam and we thank you for listening to
0: Vocations and Vacations Podcast.
1: Let's start the show.
0: This episode was originally planned on being further down the list of episodes, but we decided to move it up a bit. Part of the reason for bringing this forward in our schedule of episodes is that we needed a couple's getaway after what was supposed to be a family cruise, and the other reason is that we wanted to talk about vacations, especially cruising during the time of COVID. Now, we know that we promised that we were going to record every month, but that was before the January of our discontent.
1: Or as I like to say, our disco tent.
0: We were going to record in January, but due to pneumonia, just good old-fashioned pneumonia, not COVID pneumonia, we had a lot of coughing...
1: One of us had an overnight stay in the hospital because apparently oxygen is important for your blood. Who knew?
0: And we figured that you didn't want to hear us coughing up lung.
1: So January finished, and then February was the month of the kids' discontent as the tummy bug invaded our corner of the world. So we've had two months of sickness, which I think any parent out there was going to say, that sounds about right. Um, So we just did not get to recording. We're actually recording with the kids here. Two are sleeping and one is playing quietly and we have the dog here. So it's a little bold of us to be recording when it's not nighttime. But last time we tried to record uh, the episode, I think, was over an hour and a half and very rambly because we both were very tired. Um, And one of us in particular gets very rambly when they're exhausted
0: And not only that, but we also had a lot of animal noise. The cat was banging on the bedroom door. The dog was getting up and barking at the cats and everything
1: else. So we decided we would try to do it. We thought, you know, maybe if we do it at like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, we won't be so exhausted. Um, So we're hoping maybe this is the sweet spot, that we can still be awake and um, the kids are otherwise occupied. So that's why we're doing it now. So hopefully as March hits, we'll be able to have an episode sometime in March.
0: Yeah, we plan on recording every month and we look forward to telling you a little bit more about ourselves, looking at some different vocations that we have in our lives and different vacations, as well as some travel tips every now and then.
1: So speaking of vocations, Jason, what is our vocation spotlight this month?
0: On this episode's vocation spotlight, we are highlighting our vocation as a couple Coming from our last episode, we talked about vocations being our callings or our stations in life. There are many vocations that we will talk about in the upcoming episodes, but today we're going to focus on our life together as a couple. We've known each other for about eight and a half years, but sometimes we need to focus on us for a change.
1: So I think for us, you know, we didn't have kids in our house until seven years into our marriage um and so we've spent a lot of time together as a couple i always say that it's a good thing we like each other because for the entirety of our marriage we've been away from our hometown f- friends our biological families um so we i think we spend what do you think do you think we spend more time together than the average couple just because it's been mostly us for the last seven years yeah i do i so you know i always say it's a good thing we like each other because we, we have spent a lot of time together um but now that we are right now parents, we have found that for really for the first time in our marriage, we've had to be intentional about spending time with each other. Um, you know, we have found that it really does take a village with kids, uh, particularly as foster care parents. Not only does it take a village, it also takes a village that has completed a background check, <laughs> So, um, we, you know, we have to, with, with babysitters, we have to make sure that we've turned in, you know, they've been very gracious to us and filled out the forms because anything with, you know, anything with kiddos in the state is there's a form for that. We've had to make sure that babysitters that we've asked have filled out the paperwork, um, when we've needed respite, um, you know, my recommendation to any foster parents out there who don't know is to get respite, you know, to let them know right away that you need respite um, as in they, your caseworker, the sooner, the better. Um, you know, we've been very fortunate that when we had respite, our respite um, provider pr- provider was in town and we knew her and that was great. Um, you know, something that we did when we started with respite, which I recommend for you know, new foster parents, um, unless you feel like that's something that you can just go right into a a long-term placement, you know. But for us as someone, as ki- people who did not have children and of our own, um, getting, you know, starting with respite was a good way to get our feet wet and get us acclimated. Um, so something that, you know, I wouldn't talk about with As far as a couple who not only is a couple, but also foster care parents. For those of you out there who are couples and foster care parents or single foster care parents, Um, I read a statistic that 30% of all foster care parents are single moms, um, which hats off to you. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, but if you are a couple who wants to be intentional with your time and you have children who are um, in your home as you know, for right now, kids, um, with respite, you do need to make sure you do it early. Um, if you can, you know, uh, let the foster care or the respite provider know kids likes and dislikes when we did it respite primarily um, I would always email or text and say you know are the kids allergic to anything what do they like is there anything we need to know Just to let you know, just so the parents knew that we wanted to make sure it was as easy as possible. Um, And now, as a foster care parent who needs respite, um, something that was very helpful for us was I took the kiddos over to our foster care provider's house, which is really nice. It was in town. Um, Many of you out there, which Is probably still my mom and gran. Hi. Um, Might not realize that, especially in rural areas, sometimes respite, you have to travel an hour, hour and a half. Um, So having respite in town is amazing because, uh, you know, we did respite for people who are at least an hour away at times. Um, so just know that if you want to spend time together as a couple SANS kids and you are a foster care parent, it is, you know, there are always things you have to do, just boxes to check before you can go ahead and have some of that intentional couple time.
0: Yeah. One of the things we, we did talk about was, uh, the kids, uh, when they're on respite, they always look forward to seeing you. And you also look forward to seeing them. Uh, You miss them at times, especially when you're on vacation and away from them. But sometimes you just need to do the things that you need when you have the opportunity to do them. And so one of the things that a wonderful professor of mine told me at the seminary, Dr. Nordling, he said, Gentlemen, make sure you have a date night with your wife every week. Your time with her is precious, so enjoy it. And we had let this slip through the cracks as we, our lives had been turned upside down for a while, trying to get situated with our first long-term placement. But we also know that we need some time together as a couple to bring us back together, allow us to escape the cold as the winter storm was in the forecast, the Saturday we came back after our cruise, and simply to enjoy some us time together.
1: So Jason, since you talked about our cruise, what was it vacationing like in the time of COVID?
0: Well, one of the, the big requirements is a COVID test. Not every type of vacation requires it, uh, although I think more people should be tested prior to using public transportation where you're coming into contact with a lot of other people. Airlines, they don't require it. Hotels, they don't require it. Um, and neither do shuttle buses and stuff like that. But because of the cruise line, uh, they're singled out by the CDC as you have to have a negative COVID test test within 2 days of the of the cruise. So you have to have a negative covid test and you have to be vaccinated. So you have to show that you're you're completely clear of covid during that time to go on a cruise, to go on the vacation that you spent a lot of money and a lot of time looking forward to doing.
1: So something that I would like to point out that Jason did not mention was yes, you have to do a covid test something, you know, learn from our mistakes. Uh Something we didn't think about was, especially living in a rural area, if you have to do it two days before, our cruise was, I think we had to leave the day after Christmas, right? Uh, we left yep. the day after Christmas. So that meant we had to do our, our COVID test on December 25th, not a very convenient time. Even if you live in a more populated area, I know that when we were texting the group, um, I know that there were struggles as far as where you could get COVID tests in person, even in more populated areas because pe- places were shut down for the holidays. So if you were like us and had planned a post-Christmas cruise, that did, as my dad say, dad would say, did throw a monkey wrench into our uh, COVID testing slash preparing for the holidays slash getting the kids ready for respite slash Jason's job. And it was, you know, it was kind of a mess. Um, we did it. Um, we had to do it online. Which I don't recommend if you have a two year old um, who is trying to talk to you while you're trying to do a COVID test with some person online. That was kind of a hot mess. Um, But we did it. Um, But I will just say that if you do have to do the COVID tests, um, be mindful of, you know, very, be mindful and strategic about how you're going to get it done. Cause that is something we did not think about when we had planned our cruise, was how hard it would be to do the COVID testing. On a holiday,
0: yeah. So one of the things you can get a COVID test at your local, uh, some local pharmacies, especially like Walgreens or CVS, and you can schedule those a couple of days in advance, or even up to two weeks in advance. Uh, some healthcare providers they do COVID testing for travel, um, but because of where we lived and the our local Walgreens is an hour and a half away, we decided to do the online test. It has to be a proctored test. Someone has to watch you and they have to record it. So that way they can make sure that you didn't tamper with the results or anything else. And so we, we had to do that on Christmas Day or we decided to do that on Christmas Day because we were flying out early the next day. And that was been the other day we could have done the testing. And part of the difficulty with the, the proctorate online test is it's really hard to hear those mm-hmm. people at times, uh, not just their accents, but just real low volume on their end.
1: Right. And I, if we had to do it again, I would have waited until we had flown into Miami and it was just us. Because um, for me, who's very sensitive to noise, it was very hard to concentrate when I had a screaming two-year-old in the background and then I couldn't hear. Um, and I'm trying to do a visual thing as well where I'm trying to hold the test behind the computer for the camera. It was just way too much, I think. Um, and I think if you're someone who's not as technology advanced, I think it would have been worse. Um, so I guess what we're saying is we have some <laughs> recommendations, but they may not work for you. It's it's really kind of a catch 22, I think is when you want to, it's kind of like roulette, you know, you're kind of gambling a little. Um, so
0: Sam, I have a question yes. for you. Was this our first vacation during the time of COVID?
1: No, this wasn't our first vacation. Um, we were supposed to, I think, is the, well, the first time we tried to go to Alaska, um, that got shut down. because We were supposed to go in May of 2020. Um, so we did a lot of road tripping in Big Red or a minivan. Um, so we had traveled during the time of COVID. Um you know, isolated. You know, you know, socially distanced from people. Not isolated, obviously, because we were road tripping to see family. Um, but we will touch on later episodes in later episodes about traveling with kids, local touring. Um, but this was our first vacation together since COVID, where we, you know, was, as my dad would say, it's very planes, trains, and automobile situation, where you know we were on planes and then we we're on shuttles and then we were in hotels. cars and hotels and boats. And so it was our, you know, it was really our first, I would say our first major traveling since March of 2020. Yeah. So speaking of that, we talked about um, vacationing, but what was cruising like in the time of COVID on rural Caribbean?
0: Well, one of the things you have to keep in mind is the part of the the excursion experience is you go to different ports on a cruise. Uh, You're not in the same place every single day, like you are in a a land-based vacation. Uh, You're not in the same hotel. You're on the cruise ship, and it it has the ability to travel. So you need to make sure you don't have your heart set on a particular port uh, because it can be taken away due to circumstances outside of your control and outside of the cruise line's control. Normally, the cruise lines like to stop at their private island in the Bahamas because it's really considered a safe port, meaning less chance of violence, less chance of theft, and also less chance of getting taken advantage of while in the port. The other reason is because the cruise lines already have spent a a majority of their monies to develop the island. They have employees that they've contracted out with, and so they get to keep the majority of the revenue that's spent on the island. They've signed leases with the local government, so all the money that's spent on the island, the cruise lines get to keep a hold of a lot of it. But the Bahamian government decided that we could not get off the ship at perfect day at Coco Cay nor could the NCL getaway offload their passengers at their private island. They had no problem letting us off at Nassau the day before, but we couldn't get off at Royal Caribbean's private island, even though we would be the only ship disembarking that day. After six hours of various negotiations between the cruise lines, the Bahamian Tourism Office, and possibly even the CDC, we were finally allowed to disembark the ship and enjoy our shortened day at Coco Cay. Uh, This was on December 30th, a Friday, and that was the day that the CDC sent all the cruise ships to Yellow. What this meant was the, the U.S. government said that it was a, a great idea not to take a, a vacation, not to go on a cruise ship, just because you're around a lot more people. Uh, but they're still perfectly happy with vaccinated and unvaccinated people traveling together on airplanes, shuttle buses, in hotels, as well as gathering at sporting events. But I guess that's enough of my rant, Sam. <laughs>
1: So I will say, though, you know, it it was hard to not get to do our perfect day at Coco Cay all day um, because we had had such a great experience the first time we did it. Um, But I will say Royal Caribbean did refund us half our money, which um, we appreciated and I assumed they were going to do. Um, So that was a positive is, yes, we didn't get as much time, but we did get to go at least. Um, And Royal Caribbean did you know, refund us.
0: We got to go swim in the ocean. That's one of the things I know you look yes, forward to. Yes.
1: Doing. We got to swim in the ocean and Jason got his lobster burger. Um, lobster so. sandwich. Lobster Coconut. sandwich. Coconut.
0: Coconut, crusted, coconut lobster.
1: crusted lobster sandwich. Um, so we did get that. So, you know, I think it's like anything right now in the time of COVID. Um, there's still things to enjoy, but you do have to remember to be flexible and not to get super upset if something doesn't happen because mm-hmm. that's right now just the season of life. We're all in and we're in together.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Samantha, my yes. question to you How was the entertainment on board?
1: So, I am a huge fan of shows and entertainment on board. Um, So, you know, I always drag Jason or if my mom's there, my mother-in-law's there, um, I'll drag us to entertainment shows because I love a good show. Um, The best person we saw on the ship was Jeff Tracta, who's been on America's Got Talent. Um, He apparently was on a a, a soap opera. Um, I want to say Guiding Light, but I may have to look it up. Um, He was not on All My Children, which is the only one I know of because my mom was team Erica Kane since like 1970. Um, So I was not a Days of Our Lives, Bold bold and the Beautiful, Guiding Light, General Hospital um, person. I was all about, you know, All My Children AMC. Um, But when he did mention that he was on a soap opera... There was a bunch of women behind us who hooted. So he wasn't lying. (laughs) He really was on a soap opera in the 80s. But what he's known for is comedy and his impressions were amazing. His Chris Isaac impersonation was fantastic. Bob Dylan. um, He just his show was just great. It was something that appealed to everyone, um, even people who were younger. Um, Jason liked the joke where he said, you know, for younger folks, don't worry. Um, What was it? Don't worry because everything's on a screen or something.
0: Yeah. So he said a lot of these the show or the the impressions that he was doing were older, like uh, fifties, sixties, 70 shows, and then also uh, some of the more adult stuff that we know. But he said that the the kids would even enjoy the show because they at least get to look at a screen because they're used to doing that.
1: So he was really, you know, almost like a vaudeville performer. I mean, he did everything. He sang. um, He told jokes. He did impressions. It was just a great show. Um, And, you know, I think what really made it special is he, you know, said to us, thank you, because this was the first time he had performed, I think, since COVID. So probably about 18 months is what he said. Um, something like that. It had been a long time.
0: Yeah. And before COVID, he was a headliner in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so Sam, anything about that?
1: Well, I said, we, if we ever went to Las Vegas, that I would actually go pay to see him to see the full show. Um, because it was, it was that good. Um, like I said, I think it was something for everyone. I think my dad would like it. I think your mom would like it. I think it's just, he was, what was great about him is that, it was just a show that was really for everybody. I would say everybody over the age of 12. Yeah. Um, You know, little ones, I don't think this, I do not think would be good, but 12 and older, I would say, I would recommend. Um. So he was my favorite one. We did go to the ice skating because one thing I love about Royal Caribbean is I love the ice skating shows. I love ice skating to watch in the first place. Um. Royal Caribbean was the first time I had actually seen it in person and just seen it in person. It's just beautiful. I don't know. How, I mean, it's like ballet on ice. It's just, it's just beautiful. Um, so the first show we had seen was on the Navigator, I believe.
0: Yeah, that was that was before COVID right. shut down. That
1: was pre-COVID. Um, so then we saw on I think what w- we were on Freedom of the Seas. Correct. So we saw the show Freedom on Ice, um, which was good. Um, we left a little before because I think I wanted to make our, you know, make time to another thing. I think with the photos, we had to get, do something. Or no, we had to make our dinner reservations. Yes. So we left a little early. It was not as good as The Navigator on the Seas, but I said, you know, ice skating shows are like pizza. Even when it's not great, it's still good because it's pizza.
0: Yeah, and I think part of that was because the one that we saw on Navigator of the Seas, uh, they had drones mm-hmm. to start the show, and then they had dr- a couple of drones throughout the show. So it just had another, another layer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of the performance mm-hmm.
1: and then we did see another show that was kind of like fractured fairy tales um and the costumes were great you know sets were great um i don't know just wasn't my favorite i've seen things i've enjoyed more but it could have also been just taste you know what someone prefers and what someone doesn't um but it's still fun it was still fun you know even if um it wasn't our favorite thing you know we were just happy to be there yeah. kind of like our dog kaylee she doesn't always know what's going on she's just happy to be there right so we were just happy to be there um but definitely if you if you're ever out and you want to see a show and jeff tract is there and your kids are 12 or older um i would recommend it um just a lot of fun he was definitely my favorite
0: Yeah. Now, moving from the stage show to the television, since we know that a lot of adults and a lot of kids enjoy watching TV at home and on the road and everything else. uh, There's always a few different channels that you can watch on the TV in your stateroom, including where you can see where you are at sea, how fast you're going, uh, where you are in relation to the islands. Uh, but Royal Entertainment, they featured some wonderful programming that was specific to Royal Caribbean. But before I turn it back over to Sam to tell you about something special, one of the things that we always enjoy doing is sometimes they have different views of the ship and different cameras around the ship. So that way, even if you're not in a balcony stateroom or in a suite, even if you're in an inside stateroom, you can still see the ocean. you You don't get to hear the water as you would, but... That's one of the, the advantages of having a balcony stateroom is you can go out and see the ocean and experience that. So, Sam, what was one of the things that was your favorite about Royal Entertainment?
1: Well, you know, I don't want to do too much of a deep dive on this because our last time recorded, I'm pretty sure I talked about this for like 25 minutes. And I could just go all day on this. So we were watching Channel 1, which, like Jason said, we like to watch because it's really fun. Um, you know, they have like the you are here dot when you turn it on and you can see where you are in the Caribbean and – um it's just fun. You get to see, you know, they introduce people from the ship and um, your cruise director is on and it's on a loop. It, it's just fun. Um, so we were in our state, well, actually it was our suite state right. room, um, which was huge. And um, we spent a lot of time in there um, because it was super fun and really big. Um, we had gotten it because we were supposed to have seven people with, well, all, with all of us, it was going to be seven. Um, but, you know, five couldn't go. So went from a family cruise to a couple's cruise very quickly. Um, But it's not to say we didn't enjoy having, you know, both a sitting room and like a sectioned off bedroom. I said I felt very fancy. So anyway, so we spent a lot of time in the room also to socially distance. And we stumbled upon a show, which at first I thought was a joke. um, But very quickly found out it was not because we had the internet, um, which I had said we needed because... You know we're responsible for kids now, so they have to be able to <laughs> contact us somehow. Um, and it was good we had internet because that's how we found out about the snowstorm hitting Kansas, and we managed to get see you know and we managed to get a flight out earlier and get home safely so we could pick up the kids. Um, so we had the internet. So I, I googled this show because I thought it was a joke. So the show that was produced um, partially by Royal Caribbean or at least Royal Caribbean had some skin in the game. It was called Royal Crush. Um, and I love the fact that Jason talked about, you know, January being the wis- the winter of our discontent because that is from Richard III in Shakespeare and Royal Caribbean, um, the show Royal Crush. I-, I am convinced that whoever wrote the script is some woman or man. Um, who is in, as I say to Jason, like us in the twilight of her youth, because the show had, um, first off, the characters were both Shakespearean names, Desdemona and Sebastian. And in the show, there's a little bit of like Shakespearean mistaken identity kind of comedy. Then there's Serrano de Bergerac, a little bit of that going on. Um, so the plot basically is, is it's a teen drama that is featured on Royal Caribbean, And, um, it was produced by, um, Awesomeness TV, which I didn't know that existed until I did the deep dive. Um, and it basically, it was this Awesomeness TV, um, production company plus Royal Caribbean. So it was partially teen, silly teen drama and really, well, in the article they said light product (laughs) placement for Royal Caribbean. I would disagree. I think that's kind of subjective. Um, I would think – what do you think, Jason? I would say pretty heavy.
0: Yeah, it was heavy product placement. Heavy
1: product placement. Um, And originally the show was designed because um, Royal Caribbean was trying to appeal to teenagers, and particularly teenage girls, for cruises. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler to say that the people who go on cruises by choice tend to be an older crowd, Um, couples, families – Retired couples, girls—we get our girls' trips. Um, So it was produced by Awesomeness TV and Royal Caribbean um, to try to encourage. Um, teenage girls to think about going on a cruise.
0: Well, try to talk their parents Try to talk their it.
1: parents into it. So they, even though they don't have the bank account, maybe they could influence their yeah. parents. Because um, everyone's
0: an influencer now.
1: Everyone's an influencer, which I'm still not 100% sure what that is, but I'm what they call an elder millennial. So I think that's okay. I don't know. Um, but the show has been really popular. So um, it has had over 75 million views since debuting in 2014. Um, so basically the setup is Desdemonda, called Desi, and Sebastian meet on the ship in this like mute, cute situation where they bump into each other and it's like mistaken identity and like I said... And, um, you know, it's like this silly teen drama where, you know, they meet and they they like each other. But then, of course, there's conflict. And um, it's just, you know, it's the episodes are like five to six minutes, which is not that long. So you can be like me and binge watch season two in what, 45 minutes? Yep. And, uh, um, you, you know, so the whole show takes place on the ship or destinations. And it's this like very frothy teen drama that is also very addicting. As much as we made fun of it, we did watch all of season one and I watched season two. So we can't be the only ones who are, you know, in our twilight years of youth, but still found the show very interesting and silly, but fun to watch.
0: After, after you get to know the characters, you want to see how everything goes for That's them. That's right.
1: You do. Um. So, but like I said, you know, we were not the targeted audience for this show at all because we viewed it as from the lens of probably the parents if the parents were featured on the show which like most teen dramas they're not because what teenager wants their parents on the show right um so anyway so you know desi and sebastian while they like each other they're also on this 14 day transatlantic cruise um which included stops in italy and spain and france um and um, what were some of the fun things that you said while you're were, we were watching this show, while we were binge-watching this ridiculous teen drama?
0: Yeah, so in episode one, it kind of starts out with uh, Desi and her cousin are on the pool deck getting some sun. And so what, what was said about uh, Desi's outfit? What did her cousin say?
1: Oh, I think her cousin said... Um, You know, because Dazzy is supposed to be like this awkward um,
0: bookworm.
1: Bookworm, you know, just because she. Is reading a big book. Apparently she's different. Yeah. You know, apparently because she reads books, she's different. Um, and I think her cousin said something like, It's called Des- It's called Fashion Desdemona, look it up.
0: No, that was what I said. Oh, that's
1: what you said. That's I'm sorry. Said. Okay.
0: It, it was something about um uh, the the her outfit's plain, but it fits her nicely or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And I, I said it's called Fashion Desdemona, look it up.
1: <laughs> you know, but you know, I would say that it was kind of a you know, definitely a stretch. You know, they tried. Like I said, they tried to make Desi like awkward and, you know, just very insecure and, you know, it just it didn't really work. <laughs> It no. didn't work. And anyway, you shouldn't be insecure because you are you go against the grain and you read books. I think you should be very secure in that. Um, so anyway, but then another thing that as we as I think now even more as parents, you know, we, their parents were never there. The kids were tramp. You know, they were uh, traveling all around Spain and.
0: Yeah. De- Desi said that her mom and her aunt were were always taking a family vacation on a cruise. And Sebastian, uh, his family wanted a an affordable vacation that got to different destinations and stuff like well, that. Well,
1: and that those two lines is when we said, uh, mm-hmm. that is not light product placement. That is definitely, like...
0: Yeah. And, and going to the cupcake making class yes. and in Johnny Rockets, which mm-hmm. is on the cruise ship, and, and then also some Royal Caribbean featured mm-hmm. excursions at the different uh, port stops.
1: Right. So we were, you know, we just couldn't believe that these parents who had paid thousands of dollars for their kids to go on these cruises would... Let them run around the ship by themselves all the time or do the day traveling around Spain or Italy. And there's no parents, you know, I come from very much the Clark Griswold mentality that we're going to have fun, 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 fun together if it kills us. Um, So I just can't imagine as a parent letting my kid um, take pictures, selfies off the top of a mountain very you know, no railing, just taking selfies, you know, possible injury. Um, but like I said, you know, the show was not written for us. <laughs> and, you know, what, teen drama does heavily have parents in it, if we think about it. Did we ever see Saved by the Bell's parents? I don't think so. No, not really. I don't think we did, you know. Um, so, you know, parents weren't there. You know, Jason had said, are their parents even on board? Um, we never saw the parents. Nope. So, um, Another thing Jace would make fun of is the line that Desdemona says to Sebastian at the end where she, her and Sebastian have fallen magically in love for all, they've known each other for probably three days. Um, and she says, I don't know how to say goodbye.
0: Uh, to which I quipped, either a arrivederci or au revoir, depending on where they're going to be disembarking from.
1: So if, um, you know, our review is is kind of, you know, it's a mixed bag. We made fun of it, but also we watched it. And I will probably watch season three sometime down the road. Um, so I suggest checking it out. Um, you know, it's silly, uh, it'll make you laugh. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 its own thing, yep. as David S. Pumpkins would say. Yep. It's his own thing. But we watched we watched we we got into that on the cruise ship, Royal Crush.
0: Yeah, So on day three, making a transition on day three on the Royal Entertainment Channel, they had a feature film about the making of the freedom of the seas. And at the time when it was introduced in 2006, it was the largest cruise ship in the world. And now it's, well, it's a small ship by today's modern mega yacht standards. So it was assembled in Finland, but they ran into some problems while they were doing some sea trials. And because their sister ship, Liberty of the Seas, was already in construction, they had to keep her out at sea. There was a cold blast that came through the waters, and there was a lot of ice that was being built up around the freedom of the seas. Uh, Because she was not intended for cold waters, she was going to be sailing in the Caribbean, and I don't remember seeing any icebergs out in the Caribbean. They had to use icebreakers and tugboats to help free her from the ice, and they eventually would bring her to Germany where they could bring her in for dry dock and where they could complete the work on one of the azipods. So the azipods are basically 360-degree propellers, which eliminate the need for a rudder to control where the ship moves, and it makes it more maneuverable in tight spaces. So the ship can basically almost go sideways in the water whenever it's trying to dock between other ships and it just makes them a lot more maneuverable. So that way they can go to certain spaces or avoid certain spaces.
1: Okay. So I'm going to really condense what we had talked about or we were planning on talking about since I spent, I still spent the second time around a lot of my talking points on Roll Crush. Um, so on day four, when he couldn't get off the ship for a while, um, if you just feel the need to watch even more TV that um, features Royal Caribbean, there is another Hallmark movie, Love at Sea, um, which is, like I said, is a Hallmark movie. I'm not nearly as heavy product placement, but wasn't produced by Royal Caribbean. Um, but if you just need another movie featuring a Royal Caribbean ship, Love at Sea, check it out.
0: All right. So, Sam, do you have any tips for navigating from airports to the <laughs> hotels and or the cruise ships?
1: Yes. Um, you know, for this is something that it, it depends on if it's important to you. Um, I've had some great experiences, or you know, I don't think I'd ever. I should take that back. I don't think ever being in a shuttle is like a fantastic, you know, wonderful experience. But you know, I've flown out of. You know, we've flown into and out of Spokane. Um, we've flown out of Houston. We've flown
0: out of Chicago. Out of
1: Chicago, and I have never had any kind of issues with. Shuttle buses or shuttle vans or anything. It's always been fine. Um, I will say, Miami, we've had, we've flown in and out twice. Um, First, our cruise pre COVID and then. During COVID, because I wouldn't say we're post-COVID. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, And, you know, both times it has not been good being in And it's first off, we've not been in shuttle buses, which are different. Shuttle vans are almost like church. Though I should say, shouldn't say almost. They are basically church youth group
0: vans. Well, they're church youth group vans, but they do have more room for luggage.
1: Okay. Well, they have more room for luggage, not for people. Um, And so both times that we have been on shuttle vans For Miami, it's always been chaos and it's always been we're waiting. um, We inevitably end up on a van with one or more people who is just having a bad day, who's escalating. Um, If you're like me and you don't really want to sit really six inches from someone who is yelling into their cell phone, um, you might want to think about taking a taxi or private shuttle. Um, Both, like I said, both times we've flown in and out of Miami, we've, you know, we did the shuttle the first time. And it was did not go well. <laughs> it's pretty chaotic, and the second time did not go well. Um, so my tip is, if you're flying in and out of Miami, is if if it bothers you. Some people, you know,
0: well that and plus the waiting and everything. The waiting else too.
1: Some people maybe that doesn't bother them, um, but for me, you know, I just we both times I have flown from Kansas to Miami, long flight. The Miami airport is very hectic, um, very just. A lot of stimulus, a lot of noise, um, just very. If you're just like me and you're just sensitive to just kind of chaos, makes you very agitated. I don't recommend a shuttle van um, with people you don't know because both times <laughs> we have gotten on, we've been probably what six inches from somebody who's having a real bad day.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And you get to hear all the conversations. Yes,
1: yes. Um, so in airports, I don't. I think we could say, you know, airports are never not stressful. For most people but um yeah i recommend if that is something you don't want to do you don't want to risk it you don't want to play with di- that di- you don't want to play that dice game um take you know spend the money and have a private shuttle or take a taxi to and from the airport um, we had a private shuttle from our hotel to the port and then when we were done the port to the airport and just as far as you know staying regulated and calm um, and just getting ready for your day of travel, I just think it was, I thought it was worth it. Yeah, You know, you're already tense, you know, with traveling um, and really, you know, being around a bunch of people crowded and some of them are having a real bad day, um, not, doesn't help with staying calm. So yeah. that's my, one of my, that's my bonus tip is think about private shuttles if that matters to you.
0: Well, speaking of tips, let's move on to some top five tips for if you're planning on going on a cruise. So Sam, what are your top five tips for someone who's going on a cruise? What are some things they might want to consider having?
1: Well, I'm going to consider the one I just talked about my number one, because my original number five actually is very similar to that. So I'm only going to do four. Okay. Um. So my number one is to invest in motion sickness things just all the things even if you're someone who has never gotten motion sickness um you don't want to find out the day of the cruise that you are you have motion sickness issues so buy all the things you know buy all the things for your party um my we had c-bands dramamine bonine um ginger tablets um, green apple green apple the patch um, to help with that i had a family i have a family member who's just unfortunately so sensitive to motion sickness so i was a little nervous when they went on the cruise for, for them i was worried for them because they'll you know they'll it's terrible being sick it's even worse when you're on vacation. There's nothing worse than being sick on vacation because you're not at home um, but you know our family member never had any motion sickness issues which was a miracle um, So motion sickness stuff that's what Jason wrote in my notes is stuff just buy all the things I just recommend all the things um, you know if medication's not your thing and you're more into the essential oils or the non-prescription just have gum at least have have mint gum have something
0: yeah ginger ale.
1: Ginger, you just don't want to get sick on your cruise from motion sickness. Um, Number two, packing cubes. Um, I love them. Um, They're very helpful for organizing and packing. So instead of having your clothes just out, they're in these little individual zip-up cubes. Um, I have found that with our three kids – That's really helpful um, because then I know, Okay, this one, this big cube is for our oldest. The middle one is for the mediums for our middle. And then our youngest is the littlest cube. And that is very helpful when packing kids. So I even now as a mom um, really appreciate it. Um, Number three, which Jason had bought. (laughs) Which he knows all the gadgets and all the things. Um, but I did notice this, a scale, um, a weight checker for luggage if flying. If you don't want to pay, what is it, twenty five dollars, or is it higher? It's an extra
0: seventy five dollars.
1: Okay, so if you don't want to pay the extra seventy five dollars because your bag is like what fifty point five, um, get invest in a scale. It's real tiny. All you do is is click it on and then pull, um, and it'll weigh it for you. I unfortunately have seen it in the airport where people have had to pull their luggage off, um, from when they are trying to check in and then they've got to open it and they're trying to re, you know, play a horrible game of Tetris or Jenga with their stuff to try to get it to hit that 50 pounds. You don't want to do that. Um, you know, going through TSA is already not fun. Um, so that's the last thing you want to do is have to try to find a space in an airport, particularly the one that's really busy, like Miami, where there is no room and open your stuff and try to, you know, get it so that you don't have to pay that $75 invest in the scale. I don't remember how much it was.
0: It was less than 30,
1: but I thought it was well worth it. Um, my last one is distinct suitcases. Um, our second cruise, our second cruise, right? Yeah. They went on, we went on with family and I think all of us had black Suitcases. So, you know, my nephew and my brother in law, my mom and my brother, Gran and my father in law, Jason and I, we all had black suitcases, which you multiply, that was eight people and we each had two. So that's 16 bags, 16 black suitcases. Inevitably, one of our suitcases got left at the port. Luckily, they called us and we were able to get it. Um, but after that, I think we decided we would get different colored suitcases. Vibrant. Yeah, very vibrant. Yes. Very vibrant suitcases. They stand out. Because, you know, in the chaos of of disembarking from the ship, um, you know, Jason's throwing in the suitcases and I yell, Did you get everything? And we just had a miscommunication because everything, you know, you've got 16 suitcases that are black. It's really hard to you know, it's really easy, I should say, to miscount. Yeah. Um, um, and so after that lesson where we got off the ship and then we had to pay to get a rental car and go back to the port and then back to Houston, <laughs> that was not fun. Um, so after that and we've done that since we've had we had I think mint for a while and now we have like a hot teal I yeah. say like Bri- a really bright, bright teal. teal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I would really suggest getting a suitcase that, Is not black. My grandma used to tie like a really bright ribbon on hers. Um, Even though it was black, it was like this bright pink ribbon. So it was easily able to see, but that can fall off pretty easily. So we will not go back to black after having to pay for a rental car for like, I don't know, an hour's drive. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So since Sam focused mostly on the uh, pre-cruise and even post-cruise aspect of things, I'll go ahead and focus more on the cruise ship itself. So first thing is reservations are your friends. So one of the things that you can do most of the time is uh, on the bigger ships, not on the one that we were on, but on the larger ships, the ones that include a Broadway performance, an actual legit Broadway performance, they require reservations. Now this doesn't. All this means is you get a a seat in the theater. You're not guaranteed what particular seat, but you get a seat. And even when that, you still need to get there early because when the door is open at 30 minutes tell, that's when people start getting in. And if you want a particular spot, if you like sitting up at the front. Well, that's really when you need to try to get in as soon as they start and even lining up a little bit before they start. If you don't mind where you're seated and if you don't even get a reservation, well, they open the doors usually about five to ten minutes before the the show time. And so if you don't have a reservation but might want to see if there's any seats, go then. But also, you can also reserve specialty dining. And you can do that before the cruise or even on the cruise. One of the things that we enjoyed on this particular cruise was we made a reservation while we were on the cruise to go to the sushi place because we wanted to try it. And so reservations are your friend. The second thing is relax. You don't need to suffer from FOMO. That's the fear of missing out. There's always tons of stuff to do. In fact, there's more things that you can do than there are hours in the day. Between the trivia, the shows, the bands, the performances, all the fun stuff on the pool deck, don't forget to relax and recharge when you need some sleep, when you need some rest. One of the things that we enjoy doing is taking a nap while cruising. Um, If you want to take a nap outside, go on your balcony, go up on the top deck, enjoy the vacation that you have because it's your vacation tip three is have some water shoes sometimes called deck shoes these are a lot more comfortable than flip-flops thongs sandals or whatever you want to call those things you put on your feet i suggest getting two pairs a wet pair and a dry pair the wet pair is really great for beach days because you never can get the sand out of your shoes and it's the reason to have a dry pair as well most of the time these cost under thirty dollars for a pair and so they're affordable they offer great support they're cooler than sneakers which helps a lot during the summer and warm weather cruises, and they are incredibly light and easy to pack. Sam, did you get any compliments on yours?
1: I did. Mine were mint-colored, and I will say, I don't want to talk too much in Jason's segment, but if you're a little hesitant about water shoes because you had them in the 90s, and they were just basically these horrible black like weights like you know you'd swim in the lake like i swam in lake michigan and it almost seemed like it was weighing you down <laughs> kind of like an anchor they have really changed like water shoes deck shoes they're a lot more lightweight um they're not they're not your grandma's water shoes is what i'm saying so i did i did get compliments on my deck shoes which was would be unheard would have been unheard of in the 90s but they have really come a long way um and they're affordable i mean you can find them on amazon
0: yep So tip number four, try out a new drink or don't. It all depends on if you have the drink package. Most of the time, you can get a drink package on the cruise ships, and it covers all of your drinks, or if you're on Carnival, I guess 15 drinks a day. Try out a few new drinks. You never know what you're going to experience. And because you have the drink package, you won't feel like you've wasted money. But if you don't have the drink package, well, then just stick with the tried and true. Also, if you only drink beer and you don't want a drink package, consider ordering a bucket of beer. These usually come for 5 for the price of 4 You can ask the bartender or the server not to open all the bottles. And most of the staterooms have a cooler, not really a mini fridge, but a cooler to keep things cool. You can also ask your stateroom steward to bring you a bucket of ice, and that helps keep them cool as well. And tip number five, most cruise lines, except Norwegian, allow you to bring up to two bottles of wine per stateroom on board. Norwegian, they allow you to bring on the wine, but they charge you a corkage fee of $15 per bottle. Now, the bottles have to be 750 milliliters or smaller, and if you don't open them in the main dining room, you don't have to pay the corkage fee. So, if you want to have a glass of wine in the main dining room, wine that you brought, just open it up in your stateroom. You can ask your steward for a bottle opener, and they'll gladly bring it to you. And you can just bring that with a glass that's found in your stateroom to wherever you want on the ship. And finally, we're going to leave you with something to learn.
1: It might be what we wanted to impart.
0: Or it might not.
1: But you're going to learn something because we continue to learn in life. Our fun fact for today is crocodiles cannot stick out their tongue.
0: I guess that's why they see a veterinarian and not a doctor because they can't say, ah... (laughs)
1: Oh, Jason, still leaning in hard to the dad jokes. Yep. And with that, we'll see you next time on Vocations and Vacations podcast. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Vocations and Vacations podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. If you want to find out more about Vocations and Vacations, please make sure to visit our website at www.vocationsandvocations.com. You can book your next travel arrangements with us. We specialize in family vacations and religious travel, especially the Holy Land and the birthplace of the Reformation, Germany. We can't wait to come to you next time on Vocations and Vacations podcast with Jason and Sam. See you next time.